You're listening to ViewSource, a conversation around tech, web development, and WordPress with hosts Ruba Ahmed, that's me, and Brian Kortz. Ruba, are you ready for part two of part one of our building custom React component in WordPress uh, series? Are you ready? Yes. Yes, I'm ready. So in part one, to recap, we looked at how to include React on your website on the front end. Mm -hmm. And we talked about how to set up React, you know, how it gets included and the function that is a component in React and spits out HTML. That's where we got to. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about build process and we talked a little bit about um, JavaScript. So are you ready to take us back into the code so we can start looking at our React component and digging into the accordion block that we're about to build. Yes, let's get into the actual meat and potatoes of what was happening with the button when you open and close, when you click it to open and close and show the world text. I also, I feel like I interrupted because you then explained like this function has a return where we're returning HTML. Like, like that's a React thing, right? Like React is like, we would call this a component and a component just gives us some HTML. Like that's what it's returning. That's right. Here's a chunk of HTML. That's right. In in React, anything, any component must return some sort of HTML. It can't just like have random stuff in it. It has to be HTML if you want it to show up on the front end. If you're using JSX, sometimes you'll write that like HTML in a funky way. But in this case, we're literally just writing some very plain looking HTML. All regular HTML works inside React. Yeah, plain. You, you said JSX, and I felt like my face like twitched a little bit. <laughs> like I've, yeah. I felt it happen. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, you're returning your button in your paragraph. Like, I can see there's a button. I can see that there's a paragraph. But you know, there's yeah. a little bit more going on. Like your yes. ghost HTML elements that are like brackets with nothing inside of them. <laughs> um, you know, the use of the. Um, this is, this is like, I don't even know what it's called, like the squiggly brackets. There's yes. a name for squiggly brackets, but uh, I'm not. You know, I don't curly, remember it right curly, now either. Curly braces or something. You That's know. it. Yeah. That's it. Like it is HTML. Like you could just return HTML. Like it doesn't have to yes. be anything other than HTML. But it, in this case, it is a little bit more than just HTML. Yeah, you're totally right. Just just like when I was talking about PHP and PHP, you know, you often mix your PHP and your HTML together. Here, you're mixing your JavaScript, your React JavaScript, and your HTML together. The logic and the view, the logic and the presentation are a little bit mixed. But you know, we can add some element of separation here by doing most of our logic work above the return, like before the return, and then trying to do only a few conditional presentational things in our return function. Um, or our return section, really. (laughs) So like what are, you know, big picture, we need to be able to click the button and I can see, you know, you have an on click and it is past something called toggle button. And then we need our paragraph to like show and hide. So what, you know, what was the process? Like you said earlier, you have like kind of your return and your HTML at the bottom, but you do put some functions up at the top. So like walk me through what that function is and, and kind of how, how that how this works. Okay, so if you're thinking about this in like regular JavaScript, let's say you have a button and on click you needed to do something, you wanted to show something else, you are probably going to set up a variable where you're going to track the whether, you know, something is true or false, like is this button clicked or not clicked, for example. You you could do it that way. Um 
And that's kind of what we're doing here where I've said, hey, there, this is a button. And when this button is clicked, I want you to, you know, run a function called toggle button. And this is how you, you know, add a function inside HTML in React. You can just give it the function name. You don't even have to put the, the two empty braces, like brackets beside it. Uh, and as long as you put it in curly braces, it knows that this is something react E. You know, and that function is essentially changing the variable that is tracking whether like it's a Boolean variable that says set to true or false. And it's saying, hey, if I clicked it, if it was true, turn it to false. And if it was false, turn it to true. And then in my return function underneath the button on line 14, I'm saying, hey, if the variable is open is true, then show me the world word in a paragraph. But that's actually like WordPress, WordPress coding standards are very like be verbose as much as you can. Don't like do like fancy short like operators and things like that. But like mm -hmm. your is open and and paragraph, what would be like, how would you explain to somebody like this is this is making that happen? Like, yeah. How, so how does that operator work in React doing you can do if statements but if you try to do an if statement inside the return area it kind of hates you <laughs> so it it doesn't really like it you can do it but it's not generally uh a best practice so the and and this i think this is a no there's not the ternary operator it's just the and and operator right it doesn't have like a name i don't think um no one's fact checking here don't worry <laughs> Um, you know, this is how you would write it. Like, this is not not verbose. This is just in React. This is that way you would write it inside the return area. But if I was writing this above, not in the return function, yeah, I could write a little if function, it, it, like, you know, if statement where I say, hey, if, you know, set, if is open is false, make it true. If not, make it false. Um, but yeah. the, you don't you don't have to like the react the JavaScript standards in WordPress are actually different from like the PHP coding standards. I found yeah. So, but like essentially that line of code means like it's going to look at what's before the ampersands, and if it's a true statement, then it'll execute what's at whatever's after the yes. ampersands. That's right. Yeah. So it says, hey, if the is open variable is true, um, then show me whatever I put after the double ampersand. And I put that all in curly brackets because it is a React statement and uh, we want it to be identified as React. Yeah, we don't want it to just literally print that on the page. Exactly, exactly. Uh, and it, well, if I if I took away the, re the curly braces and I were to save this, um, let's see what happens. Yeah, so it literally did. I'm not showing this on the screen, but it just literally shows is open and, and, and then world. Yeah. Cause yeah. it thinks like it, it's thinking you're doing HTML until you throw some brackets and you say like, no, 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 this is JavaScript, you know? That's right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that is the return function, but you know, there's a bunch of funky things happening before the return function. So now we have, we come back to something called state. In React, you can run, you can set up sort of a local temporary um, tracker of whatever you need to keep track of. So for that, in React, there is this thing called use state. 
and it lets you whip up two different variables. One variable where you're going to track the information about something and then another variable that allows you to change what is being like change the information, you know, update it. And that way you don't have to do it like directly yourself. You just pass it the value that you want it to change and it will change it. And and there's like, you know, the idea of state is like, you're going to store a bunch of information and then you're going to want to know that information and you might want to change that information. And that like turns into like a traffic jam when it gets really complicated and you want somebody that's in charge that's saying like, no, 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 you don't change it because I just put it here. Like I'm directing this traffic. I'm in charge of all of this. I'm going to make sure you get the correct information and I'm going to make sure you're not going to ruin my information. It's like, it, it kind of abstracts that. And in this situation, it's not like say necessary, but like it would vary. Like, you know, imagine we start doing like stacked accordions, like multiple accordions mm-hmm. and you close one mm-hmm. and you open it up. Like it very quickly like becomes necessary. So it's such a, like an easy best practice to follow. But, yes. but you're telling me that on line five is open is going to be our value. And then the second thing will always be a function that will update let us mutate or update the value that's right yeah so here you can see it's a constant but i'm give putting it inside square brackets because they're connected together and that's how what you state which is called a hook requires you to provide and then it's saying hey uh the first one is going to be the variable like the 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 place where we store the information and then the second word whatever we're doing is needs to be transformed into a function that will let me update that first one and then we say equal signs and then we use the variable use state to transform them and the very first thing we can do in there is either leave it empty or pass it the initial default value that we want to keep track of so in this case because i want this to is open to function as a boolean uh, and if I were to hover on it, you know, my little VS Code uh, helper tooltip tool will tell me is open as a Boolean. And I'm passing it false because at first the button, it, like the is open needs to stay false. We don't want to show the world text. Yeah. Does that make sense? And Yeah. And I think even just the idea that like a function is returning more than one thing, like that's, yeah. that can be a little like, you know, mind blowing on that because you're like, oh no, I just, it's a function. How is it returning multiple things things. like you know and and how am i setting those as how is it not like an object it's 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 two separate variables or you know Mm -hmm. that i can use separately so like those sorts of mental shifts are really required when you get into react because you'll have to start thinking like oh okay like the 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 base layer of javascript of like what i thought it could do or what i'm used to if i'm if i'm haven't really gotten deep into it uh like there's a lot of those things that until they're broken down for you, you first look at them and you're just like, yeah. you know, this is, this is so far from what I thought JavaScript was that I don't even want to look at it, you know? Yeah. So something like this is very similar to the concept of destructuring, which is when I started learning React, it just like blew my mind. And it took me so long to wrap my head around because in React, if you had an object that was called, you know, um, view source, and let's say this object and I'm just like making this up as I type here. And it mm-hmm. has like, you know, hosts and then it has, you know, Aruba and Brian and that's the first value. And then it maybe has another thing that says, you know, um, 
type and that's called podcast. Now, if I wanted to pull out hosts and type from this view source object into separate variables, I wanted to destructure it. In PHP, you would be something like, you know, oh, let me create a variable called uh, hosts. And then I would go equal sign. And then I would choose to say, oh, view source, you know, and then it's like an object. So you would like pull out hosts from it yeah. and assign it. And you can do that in React. Like that's just like regular JavaScript stuff. But in React, like you would actually, you could actually do something like set up a constant and uh, put curly brackets here and say hosts comma type and then equal sign the name of the object. And now it'll say, oh, I want to take view source host inside, like the host inside view source and assign it to this host variable. And the same thing for the type variable. And I used to look at that. And I'm like, this makes no sense. What is happening? But it's actually a really, really nice way to pull out a multiple, you know, variables or information from a larger object, which you have to do a lot in WordPress block development. Yeah, when you when you get to like destructuring or spreading out arrays or like all these sort of like modern things, you start like at first it's so confusing, but then once you know it, it's like you're like, oh, I'm so glad I don't have to do this manually. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't. Yes, it just, it's a super time saver. But so, you know, why? I'll, I'll do one last question on it. Why would um, why did you use brackets in your example, like curly brackets, but in the use state, you're you're using square brackets. Yeah, so curly brackets are in JavaScript and in React, they mean that you're creating an object. And in that one was saying, hey, I want to pull something out from an object. And that's why we have the curly brackets. But in the, the square brackets for use state is this is actually just like an array, an empty array, array with two, two variables in it. And then we're passing that to the use state hook which transforms them into the function and the variable. So we're actually literally passing an array of two values to it. That's why. Mm -hmm. That difference between yeah. an array and an object. Yes, exactly. And then after that, you know, the only other piece we're here we have is an update function because on click in the button, we pass it a function called toggle button. And so we write out that function, which is also kind of trippy because here we have a function inside a function. <laughs> And yeah, why why not just put set is open in your on click on line 13? Like why wrap it in a function? Because if you don't put it in a function, it does it tries to do it every single time it's on the mm. page. It doesn't know that you should only do it on the click, even though you're passing it as part of the on click. So if you if I was to do that and I saved it, React would tell me an error, nothing would show up and it would be like, oh, there's too many re-renders because mm -hmm. it's constantly trying to keep track of what you're doing and what the HTML is. And if you try to pass it a function, that function is going to try to happen every single time. Yeah, so like it's instead, trying to execute it instead of like getting it waiting. ready. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So instead we create a function called toggle button. And in there I'm using the use state function called set is open that we created. And I'm saying, hey, take the existing value of is open and pass it the opposite of it by using the exclamation mark. But I could also have done something like if, you know, yeah. is open, then set it to false and copilot is helping me write this really quickly <laughs> yeah. and if it's false then you know set it to true so i could do yeah. that too I, but it's just super fast to do it other like the other yeah. way i think that's it's useful just to see that though because uh yeah 
because like that whole verbose thing, like sometimes it's just useful for somebody to see it and you're like, okay, now I know what it's doing, but like I got to see it kind of exactly. like, it's really just setting it to the opposite, but it's yeah. nice to see it. It is nice to see it. You're right. And that's it. So, so now we have our little function that uh, shows and hides world. And so we exported it from our app.js. Mm-hmm. We imported it back into our index.js and yes. we said, stick this this function on the front end yeah. of our website on this div with an ID and it's empty, stick yep. this HTML, keep this little JavaScript logic running, pay attention yep. for my click, run my function, keep my state. Yep. Let's see. And, that's and it. when I clicked hello, it showed world. And for this very, very simple thing, it seems like a lot of JavaScript. But as soon as we start adding all the other things, it's going to be like, oh, you know, this is so much shorter to do in React than if you were to do it in jQuery or like just vanilla JavaScript. Yeah, it's, you know, obviously if all you were doing is doing this, like, yeah, it maybe wouldn't be worth loading React or something like that. But like we said, like, yeah, you're putting it into a block. So like you kind of have React anyway, and you're putting it, um, you're putting, say you're going to start stacking them up and doing multiple accordions and you close one, it should open the other or whatever, that sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Um, that definitely makes a lot of sense. Maybe there's things yeah. inside of our accordions. Once the complexity adds up, um, then all those things pay off. Really? Yes, exactly. Which is, you know, how it works with like general development always, even in WordPress. There's just a lot of stuff that this is why people use theme scaffolds, right? It does all this work for you so that you can just get to the actual meat of meat and potatoes of what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so what do you think is the next step? Like, give us a preview. What do you think is the next step that we should take for this, um, this React app? What would you want to do with it next? I think that we should make an actual accordion panel without even worrying about the block part first in our next episode and make it nice and accessible, you know, make it a really simple, easy to use panel before we even turn it into a block. We need to know what it looks like in React and how we would use it before we get into the WordPress block API itself. Right? So uh, like so you're saying multiple collapsible elements in one Yes, so we can have more than one that you could add, and when you open one, the other one closes. But also, mm-hmm. right now, what I've created is not accessible as an accordion. Yeah, you know, that... so we need to turn it into something that is accessible as well. And how you do that in React, if you were to do it, we'll, we'll cover that as well. Yeah, we need to make it accessible. We need to make it extend. We need to make it a block. And you know, one thing that I always like that I'm already thinking like, okay, well, if I'm going to have multiple ones, each one, like I need a wrapper block and maybe each of them should be an individual block or something. Yeah. So how is that going to affect the fact that they're connected? You know, there's, I think there's like a lot of little things that are like slowly going to dig into how you would render it, how you would use inner blocks, um, how you're going to keep it accessible. Um, so I'm excited yeah. to see where it goes next. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll cover all of that or at least part of it in our next episode. <laughs> All right, see you then. See ya. Visit viewsource.fm for the latest updates and links to the show notes. Review and subscribe to ViewSource in iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.